Nintendo Main episode 21. We can drink now. We can drink finally. Yeah, we made it to the big 2.1, 2.1. Finally there. The new, uh, new version. In case you didn't know, we're your hosts, Trey Johnson and... Hey, what's up? It's Jerry Mikowski. And we're here to talk about Star Fox 64 and other games. And other games. And other sequels. We are actually, uh, we're not Skyping. We're actually sitting next it's to each other life. and, and you proof. know... Doing our doing like we did those first couple episodes and that winter one in there. We're doing yeah, actual the one was live person to person podcast nice. here. We got it. We got it going. Um, how have you been? I've been all right. Yeah. How how were the games? How was how was game life? How have you? What have you been playing lately? Lately, I've been playing Twilight Princess a lot. Yeah. Uh, just got to the Snow Temple. Snow Peak. Yeah, Snow Peak. The inspiration Snow for Peak? Crimson Peak. Yeah, this is a movie that's yeah you know it's whatever. There's a there's a there's a full version and then uh, my girlfriend watched. I uh, went to a focus group thing for like the original cut of it, and I guess what eventually came out in the theaters was a much much different version from what I heard from her. Where like one character is like completely cut out. It anyway, was really inspired <laughs> by Zelda. I it looks. I mean that Snow Peak looks exactly like Crimson Peak. Like, right when you walk in that door and there's, like, the open ceiling and, like, the snow coming down on the ground. Oh, so you're actually talking and like about all of, the I'm talking the about that. Itself. Yeah, the dungeon okay. itself. I think it's the mountain s- or whatever. No, I'm saying that, yeah, the, the house that they live in looks just like the Crimson Peak house. Like, art direction-wise, it had to have been, I don't know if Guillermo del Toro plays Zelda or Twilight Princess, but... I need to see that. It looks very much... I don't think you need to see it. But <laughs> I don't think it's that great. I like his art direction, usually. I don't think it's that great of a movie. I think Guillermo del Toro is awesome, but that movie was... I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, the but the house totally looks like Snow Peak. But, yeah. I even put that on Meverse, whatever. Somebody commented on it. But, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm helping him. I'm helping the guy make his soup. you got to find all the ingredients to make the soup. Yeah, that was one of the coolest uh, dungeons was, the, um, was that one, where, like, you're kind of... You're helping them, and then she like turns on you later. And I just like what? the way that one's structured. Spoiler! Oh yeah, you played no, it. You played it. Before. You played it before. Played it once or twice. I've uh, I've been playing uh, Harvest Moon: Friends of Mineral Town. Oh, nice on, on the, the old console. on the old Wii U Virtual Console. Uh, I've been I've been aching to play Harvest Moon '64, and that game is like seventy bucks or so online. So I don't want to pay that for a game, but. No. I can get the I can get the um, Game Boy one for like five dollars. It's like five ninety nine, six bucks, whatever. Which they give you like the full ten points on a Nintendo account for it, which is oh, pretty okay. awesome. So even like in, in gold points, so I got like ten full gold points for it. But yeah, it's fun. It's it's very much like the sixty four one. You can't like turn the world like it's not like the other one was kind of poly- polygonal somewhat, so you could like turn Routine. it around to have different views of it, but. Other than that, it's like pretty similar, and I think it's better than that one. I think it's like a little more. There's a little more depth to it, and I think they just kind of like it's like the game of the year version of that one, or whatever. I guess they like took kind of the same ideas. It plays a lot the same as that game, but there's more stuff to do, and it's better. I think it's like a little bit more stuff to it. But I've been I put like ten hours in it already, and I've only bought it like a couple days ago. So 
Been playing that. Also been playing all the Star Fox stuff in, t- in anticipation of the new game. Which is what we're going to continue on of our subject. Half of the week would be, uh, you know, Star Fox 64 mostly. And, like, the sequels and, like, Inspiration as well. And the, yes. all the side games that maybe shouldn't be called sequels. But they kind of were. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we can touch on, like, Dinosaur Planet also. You know. Is there is there anything? Yeah, we could just get right into it, right? Sure. So, um... I didn't. You were you were talking about last last week. We talked. Uh, we didn't record it, but we talked about uh, Star Fox Two a little bit and Argonaut and their development of that. Apparently, a lot of the um, a lot of the ideas that they used in that game were used in other games, specifically yeah. Star Fox sixty four. Like, what do you think? I watched I watched a video of like half of a playthrough of that online of the Star Fox Two, and I saw like some things that was uh that was in Star Fox 64 but what do you think like I know there's like all range mode mm-hmm. that was that you could say was borrowed from that and also a charge shot the charge shot is there which you can do and um I don't think you can like I don't think you get the points for shooting multiple like where you can combo and all that like you can in the original game or can you do that uh no I don't think but those those are two things that I think of is there anything else that you noticed that's in there that didn't make the is the tank isn't the tank in there the land isn't the landmaster in Star Fox Two. The Chicken Walker is. I, I know the Chicken Walker is. There was a tank in it. Crazy enough, like the yeah, the Chicken Walker in the new game, which we're highly anticipating. Oh, multiplayer. In two days. Multiplayer. Multiplayer, yeah. like the dog fights that was from Star Fox Two. Oh, there was an actual one-on-one mode on yeah. that. Oh wow! Because well, when you uh, when you fly through the map part when you're defending Canary and all that, can you play that as two people? Because I remember you select two characters at the beginning. Like you select a computer player to play with you. Can you do that co-op? Is there a co-op mode on there? I don't know. I've played a little bit of the ROM, but I don't remember ever seeing two-player. Well, you probably haven't been able to play two-player. Well, no, not on a ROM. All right, so yeah, the ROMs. You uh, you played you played the ROM. You got a hold of the ROM, right? Or you played some of it? Yeah, I had it on my old computer. I don't have, you know... I don't think if it's... I don't know if it's technically illegal to hold the ROM to a game that's not released, but I guess maybe it is. I don't know. Well, that's, but I, I don't yeah. currently own it. Just to be clear. I think that's kind of where you get into the thing where it's like, you know, like you know, like Jess has a copy of of Mother Three, right. you know, that somebody made like an English translated Game Boy cartridge that somebody made and she bought it from them. But it's you can't really say that that's a wrong thing because it's not really been made available. Like it's not really possible to buy it the right way, I guess, unless you live in Japan and want to and can speak Japanese, you know, and play through it in that way. Yeah, or at least be able to read Japanese. There was a oh, read, yeah, read and speak today Japanese. here. Probably actually occurring right now. They're doing a uh, a Nintendo event, and they're streaming it. It's all, all about Star Fox. Uh, but I just loaded it up on Twitch, and you know how when you load up Twitch, there's like a comment window at the bottom. People comment on the live stream. All it was was Mother Three, Mother Three, Mother Three, please, Mother Three. <laughs> How about uh, Star Fox? Or how about Star Fox 2? There's Star one Fox you should... Uh, if it's something that's done, like why can't we re-release that on Virtual Console? Throw some money to fucking D- Dylan Cuthbert. You know? Dylan He's, Cuthbert gets he, he wants his fucking money. He's I think angry. he just wants the cred. Yeah, apparently he's not that angry because he did, in fact, come back and do Star Fox Command, which we'll talk about later. And he also worked on... He was the director for Star Fox 4 3D. For 3ds, which we'll also talk about later. So he has like, so he's not completely salty with Nintendo. And you and you said that 
he that they gave him the ROM also, right? Yeah, he, well, he, owns, there, the he, he owns the actual ROM. Itself. And he said it's fully debugged. It's fully, you know, it was ready for release. Yeah, I still that still blows my mind that and they Mario like fully Club. tested all yeah. of it, and like it just never came out at all. Well, what Miyamoto said, like it was too. I've seen two different quotes where he's like too close to the launching of sixty four. He didn't think anybody would was interested in Super Nintendo anymore. And he said that it was too archaic for what systems were out at the time, or yeah. whatever was on PC. Because I don't think did PlayStation launch? Did that launch? That launched after sixty four launched, right? The no, PlayStation, PlayStation launched, launched or did it launch before? It, yeah, it was before. It did. Yeah, oh, it was okay. the year before. Yeah, I felt like it was. I thought it was after, but maybe maybe I heard about it after. No, I'm not sure. Like as far as the Japanese release of it, because both of those consoles came out in Japan first. Sure, I just remember hearing about it. I, I, yeah, I just I remember hearing about it. Like I thought it was post sixty four, but this was a long time ago, so I don't remember the exact time. But uh, yeah, anyway, he said that the, the other things had more polygons than they wanted to have. But in this, it was I read an Iwata asks about you know, on the development of sixty four Star Fox sixty four three ds, which is great to find like tidbits about development and all that. But um, yeah, they were talking about Star Fox two somewhat, and and he kind of referred to it as like a test zone in a way for what they were going to go on to Star Fox sixty four as. Right, which it wasn't intended to be a test zone, but that's what it became. No, but that's what he's calling it now, you know. And it, and it's you know he makes it sound like it's mutual, which maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I know Dylan was kind of mad. It seemed like he was mad about them canning it. Well, you know, no, I don't and think anyone. Any money off of it, I don't think I anyone has gone on record saying it was not a fun game. Maybe just to cover their own asses in case they decided to release it someday. They don't want to have their their own selves like dissing the game. But sure. I mean, honestly, to tell you the truth, like from what I saw of it online, I don't think it looks that good. Star Fox Two. It's gonna feel very like a lot of it's really like really short bursts. I guess maybe it would you'd think it's cool when it came out, but from what I saw of it, didn't look. It was like basically all that stuff that people didn't want, you know, like not the not the long levels, you know, like not the not the um, you know the on rails shooter, so you know, flight missions that people asked for from Star Fox. I didn't see much of that on there from what I saw. There was like the chicken walker that could go anywhere, but everything was kind of contained around a base. There's like the levels where you destroy the missiles, where it's just the missile. Or ones where you shoot, like, one guy, you know? I'm just saying it may not have been received well, like, if it came out, in, if it did come out in the 90s, you know? I feel like it might have gotten the same flack that, like, Star Fox Assault or right. Dinosaur Planet or even, like, uh, Star Fox Command. Maybe got, you know, they were it afraid was different. it I was... Know. Yeah, maybe they were kind of afraid if it was bad that it, it was going to deter people from getting it on the 64. Yeah. Now, it did turn out, so... Star Fox 2 was supposed to be released in mid-95. That puts it somewhere around the time that Yoshi's Island was released, just for the perspective. Star Fox 64 didn't come out for another two and a half years. So one of the arguments for not releasing it, like you mentioned, was that it was too close to the launch of the 64 and whatever they were idealistic about possibly having a Star Fox game ready out out the gate, which, of course, they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, it took over a year. Or right around a year, I think, from when it was released. Mm-hmm. I think it was holiday of '97, right? No, Star Fox '64 came out in the summer. Oh, it did. Okay, yeah, because I remember driving. I drove to Toys R Us with my friend Lane from. But it was 90, from high school, 1997. But it was it was in the summertime. It came out in the summer because I was because my friend Brian was working. He was detasseling, and he came over to my to my mom's house after detasseling, and I showed him Star Fox. So yeah, it was during the summertime. I remember that it was because we were out of school, and I and I had all the time to 
to play it. And I remember I played it all the way up through Easter, I think, of like the next year. Some I was I played in I played in uh, I played in Arizona because we used to go to Arizona like around Easter time, I think. So I remember playing it there. But man, that I played the shit out of that game. Like I totally like found like every single different exit. Like I got all the medals. I even got like the medals on the hard mode. I unlocked like the like there's I unlocked the tanks for the multiplayer and like the the on foot combat with the um you know, they had rocket launchers in there. There was like a third person mode that you can unlock also oh, there for was. the multiplayer. Do you remember that? There was. Yeah, I thought that shit was so cool. Because like you you'd play all this stuff in the single player and then you get all this stuff that you could play later, like it's a multiplayer thing. Which we played a little bit, but once we got like once we got like the dudes, like the guys walking around with the with the bazookas and all that, and the tanks, it was like I, I felt like really that was really an accomplishment, I guess, to get that. Like I felt very, it's like so much to a point that I never played the game again. Really, like when it came out on Virtual Console for Wii, like I remember like a bunch of my friends bought it, and I was like, nope, not touching that game again. Like I did everything there is to do on it, and it was very hard and it was very rewarding, and I don't need to do it again. You just didn't you know? want to start all over again. I didn't. No, because like, I had your done... old copy of the cartridge and all your stuff. Still. Yeah, I could. And I and I had like I did I did like you can unlock like you can wear like James McLeod's sunglasses. Like I even got to that point like where you beat <laughs> you beat all the expert ones or at least the expert hard route. You get those sunglasses, and you can also move the sixty-four around on the title screen. Like I got those. Another. There's just so many cool like stuff that you can was unlock that, like, in the game. That was an unlockable when you can move the sixty-four. Yeah. Logo around. Yeah. Oh. If you beat the game a certain way, you got that. You got to move the sixty-four. Oh, well, I forget I how many times you have to beat it or what way you have to beat it, but that's something that you get from that. I was able to do that on my copy, so I'm sure you beat the game. I must have beat. It might have been just to beat the normal game. Yeah, I'd beat the normal game. I never. I didn't do. I wasn't a completionist like you were. Um, well, that one in particular, just it was. I just liked the way it was structured. Like it was, I felt like it felt right. You know, like it's like you know, you go through one level, you do it the first way, and then you go through it again, you go through a different route. And you go through it again and you get the medal, you know, and then you go and get the medals on all the levels. It, like, made sense. It gave the game, like, this huge longevity. Yeah. Aside from just, like, the play play time. And I think some people might have missed out on that. Like, I saw some people being like, oh, well, I just played through it and then I was done with it. And I was like, but no, you have to, it's like Guitar Hero, kind of. You know, you gotta, like, learn the songs and, like, expert it and all that. And I love that about it. Like, I loved how, how replayable it was. Do you find yourself reverting to, like, muscle memory when you play it now? Do you... I'm no way as good as I was. Like I said, I played the shit out of it. Some of the levels, especially the missile levels, are incredibly frustrating because, like, there's this one particular level. I don't remember the name of it offhand, but you're protecting these Cornarian ships from missiles, and it's a hundred count. And in order to get a hundred, you have to kill like ninety percent of the things in that level. And you have helpers who will also kill the missiles if you're not quick enough. And that those fuckers, like that cat fucker. That comes out there, cat K A T T. She will like destroy those fucking missiles like more than, and it's so annoying. And there's actually a way, um, the way to do it. There's a way to like get there a different way where she won't be there. But yeah, like having like it seems like your your biggest enemies in that level were the ones who were shooting the missiles before you did because you didn't get the you didn't get the the points for it. But yeah, that one in particular was probably the hardest thing on that whole game. I think was those fucking missiles and getting that hundred. But I did. Like, around E3, like, this year they did the Star Fox Zero stuff. Around E3, they've been doing, like, uh, eShop sales, like, on the games that they're announcing, or games by that. So there was, like, Star Fox 64 3D was, like, 30% off, so I ended up... I did buy it for 3DS, 
So I did return to it later and try to do it again. But I just didn't real I didn't remember how hard it was. I'm like, I am no way as good as I was like when I was like fifteen. But but yeah, I just played that shit so much that when it came back around again, I'm like, Nope. I'm like I already did it. Can't do it again, you know. But I did dive back into it on sixty four. On the on the three D S. I played a little bit of that on your three D S and I thought I think that's a fun game. I think I might have to download that one. It looks nice. Like they have like they've updated the polygons, like it's a better polygon. Like everything looks a lot nicer. And not that... I, I think Star Fox 64 still looks alright. Like, that was what I tested my 64 with. The one that I just bought at the Gaming Classic. We tested it with the Star Fox game, and I played through that first level, and I'm like, yeah, this game still looks alright. I mean, the 3DS one looks better, but... It's pretty. It's still a pretty game, I think. It doesn't look, like, super foggy, you know, or, like, muddy, like a lot of those a lot of those did. Like a lot of 64 games did. No, and they did a really good job, and I think one of the reasons why... You don't see a lot of the all-range mode, even in once it's able to be done. They do a really good job of framing the rails so that, you know, the things coming at you or things coming from behind you or whatever, it's more, like, action, action-packed. action Oh, sure, yeah. And well, it's like know, a movie. It's supposed to be, like, like Star Wars or, like, some, you know, like this yeah. science fiction romp, you know, and like, through, uh, uh, flying through stuff. And that sort of thing's aged just fine on the 64 because, you know, everything looks like that. So within the context of the game, you're still getting that cool action movie feel from your like your fights and stuff sure yeah totally and i like that i like that part it's like very much like you know it's super arcadey and like it's hard to it's almost like a moving like light gun game you know to a point like that type of thing like with 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 like some dodging involved i can see that which is hard to like sell a game like that like an arcade type game that's why that's why i praise it for like all the extra added stuff they did to it because like you know, like the like the SNK, like the old SNK system that like sold all these like arcade perfect games that you could play through in like ten minutes. You know, for like two hundred dollars or whatever. It's hard to sell. Some, it's hard to sell something like that. It's hard to sell like an arcade type game at full price. I think, you know, because people are looking for longevity in their games, especially when you're a kid and you only get like maybe I don't know, a couple games a year or three games a year or whatever. You know, probably. Yeah. I just felt like it did did really well for something that would be considered short. I played that just as much as I did like Mario sixty four, like Ocarina of Time, you know. So if they were, I would like to see. I mean, there's no time thing on sixty four to tell you how long you played that, but I must have put a hundred hours into that game probably when it came out. So you talked about getting all the medals. Are the medals how you unlock multiplayer content? Like how is that unlocked? Um, I don't remember how exactly it works. Like, what unlocks what? I know you have to meddle all of the levels on normal mode. And then there's an expert mode also that you either unlock when you beat the game or from meddling everything. And you also meddle the hardest route on expert. But not all the levels. You just have to do that hard route, like the top left route. You just have to meddle all those on expert mode. And I think that might be what gets you the walking bazooka dudes. Okay. And maybe meddling everything gets gets the tank. Like I said, I haven't looked at it in a while. I don't know what the exact cheats are. But I know doing all of that will pretty much unlock everything for you. It's mostly like meddling everything, finding every different pathway, and getting the expert and going through the hardest version of expert. Yeah, and that's why this game is worth purchasing and why people bought it, because it it does have a ton of content, and you have to play everything in order to unlock it sure and for like 97 you said it was 97 right when it came out yeah for 97 like for the amount of voice work that was in it i was like blown away like i was completely blown away like how because like at that time like for cartridges i mean for nintendo it was just kind of unheard of i guess to have that much voice acting in it 
and then, I knew yeah, I was a little, I was a little, you know, perturbed that it wasn't like do 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 debit, you know, because yeah. just because I love that, I love those voices from the Super Nintendo one, and I was kind of like, oh, well, now Slippy's like really annoying, and he's not like this big oaf. Now he's like, woo, you know, now he's like this weird toad type character with like, this high pitch that's like had too much coffee you know now he's like more annoying i remember when i first got that game i found out that you could actually physically kill your characters like you could shoot them oh right and i killed all of them this the first thing i did was <laughs> killed every single one of them because i got annoyed it was like slippy first falco peppy i would just pick all of them off <laughs> so i could go hold through the whole game without them talking and then i realized later you have to keep all of them alive to get a medal. Like, you can't medal if anybody dies. Do they come back a couple levels later? Or is it permadeath in Star Fox? No, it's not permadeath. They, like, they, you know, they're, they'll, like, fly off. Like, they'll be like, oh, my ship's broken, and they'll leave, and then they'll be, like, out of commission in the next level, but then and then they'll come back to the level after. Yeah, just like... So, like, the next, the next level, they won't be in it. But you find out that, like, they do different things, which I thought was really cool. They actually have purposes. Like, Slippy is the one who, like, tells you how much life is left on the boss. So if you kill Slippy, you don't have a boss meter. Like, at all. Oh, Which okay. can be kind of annoying. The, so I remember he does that. I don't know, I don't, I don't remember what exactly, like, Fox, or, uh, Falco and Peppy do. But I just remember Slippy being the guy who shows the meters. But I felt like, they felt like more important this time, I guess. Like, more, and maybe they did that in the first one, too. But you, Are one of them, uh, tied to the, uh getting the like the packages you get the packages delivered that have the items in them oh sure probably well that's supposed to be like from from a great fox i think yeah but that could be part of it also and it might have something to do with your radar also like showing the where the bad guys are and all that maybe peppy's like radar and Falcos, whatever i just remember slippy because that was the one i needed was the boss meter you know to see where i was at but yeah there was a we haven't even got into the amazing uh, promo video no. That, that Nintendo, another another early Nintendo Direct, sending out a, uh, a VHS tape of uh, Star Fox 64, which was a great fucking way to sell things because, I mean, I got Nintendo Power, but I don't, re- I don't remember knowing that much about Star Fox 64 until watching that video. And I remember watching that video with my friends and being like, holy shit, you know, like, look at this. It's like all, and the Rumble Pack, fucking Rumble Pack packaged with the game. They even tried to. I like, remember that being a big within deal. Within the video, they tried to make the Rumble Pack like. They're announcing it like it's coming out of left field. Like, Holy shit, the Rumble Pack? Well, and I that's kind of yeah, how nobody I hope, had really I hope done you it. Felt that way about that. And there were a lot. I remember jokes about them making like a smell pack and all that. You remember that? Like yeah. people making, no, like the scent pack. The scent pack. And of course, like you know, Space the sex jokes about like because the controller had like, you know, and like vibration functionality. Well, yeah, it had like erect, you know. Yeah, it is kind of like it was a very. Dry, it kind of looked, you know, kind of looked like a dildo, sort of like there was always jokes about that. <laughs> Where we like, oh yeah, you can just blow up stuff and the stick, most stick it in your butt, and, oh, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, there's always jokes about that, yeah. <laughs> especially when just Goldeneye came around and you could just shoot those guns and just, uh, you know, just go. That <laughs> not, not, not like anybody did that, but but yeah, that's the first thing people think people of because the way the pants it was a phallic looking, you know, the pointiness of the controller, early teledildonics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, yeah, it's uh, the force feedback was cool. It wasn't, you know, we've gotten spoiled by it. It's in everything now. Yeah, I mean, I it's even kinda, in our phones. I kind of don't even really notice it anymore. Like it's in the it's in the Wii U gamepad, right? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's got to the point where I don't even really notice it. It's and if it's control. not there, I don't even really notice it not being there. I don't notice it being there or not being there. But um, I remember that the one thing that was 
you know, the huge list of pros of the Wavebird controller and the one con was... No rumble. No rumble, because yeah. it would interfere with the... With something, and then I thought it was because proved, of I thought it was because of battery life. Because that's probably why drain the battery really was. I thought that was why they said they didn't want to do it. Um, I don't remember. Did the Waybird use batteries or did it have a rechargeable batteries? They use okay. batteries. Yeah, use batteries, but it lasts for a very long time. It did those last they, it like my Waybirds will last for like weeks. But um, but yeah, I think it was a battery issue. They were afraid that if they put a rumble in there. And it probably would add more weight to it, I guess. I don't know. And it's already kind of big with the battery in there. Maybe it'd make it bigger. I do like how he incrementally, the scientist guy incrementally explains the uh, the rumble pack. He's like, well, if you take a little hit, you'll spill a little rumble. <laughs> if you get hit harder, you'll feel a bigger rumble. And, but the best part is when you die, it'll really rumble. And I'm thinking to myself, like, <laughs> so basically you're saying you get uh, penalized for messing up by your batteries draining quicker. Right? Oh it's yeah, kind of I, didn't, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Well, do you remember? Uh, do you remember they had the uh, they had the rumble packs that where they made like there were third party ones that they made where you could put a controller pack in it too. Yeah. Because remember the games that had controller packs, you couldn't use either or. That's right. Or there's ones where you would take it out, save in the pack, take the pack out, put it, this one back in. But they made ones that was a rumble pack with a little slot on the top that you put the memory card in. So I remember those. But yeah, the Rumble Pack. I just remember like the all the bosses. You know, it was like you'll never defeat Andros. But whenever they died, it was always like like with the with the Rumble Pack. Yeah, the right when they exploded, and you got like the plus ten or whatever, depending on how you did. That was their rage coming through the controller. But yeah, those voices were hilarious. And I think aren't the same voices like being used in Star Fox Zero? Am I am I correct on that? I think they're using the same voices. They do tend to stick with their voice actors, don't they? Because, well, well, once I get into Star Fox Assault, that was another problem with that, was they had completely different voices for everyone. You, oh. could, you could tell it's not the same people. But, I'm pre- but I think that they have the original cast for Star Fox Zero. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. Like, that it's the same people that were in the original, in the 64 game, which is awesome. Is but awesome. but I love those. I love the, like, bad guys, you know? Like, one of my favorite parts is, like, the Shogun Warriors, where, like, it, there's, like, two little ones that you fight, and then there's a big one later... And every time you shoot him, he goes, you cocky little freak! <laughs> you cocky little freak. Yeah, I thought that was funny. That said, oh, cock, that said cocky in a, in a Nintendo game. He's like cocky getting, getting kind of angry. Sense. Yeah, yeah. And like close to no-no words. And like the Andros stuff, like when you go to Andros and he's like, I will kill you like your father. And he like does all that like taunting stuff while you're flying there. Yeah. It's just cool. It was like super cinematic, like... I remember the end part, like, General Pepper, like, gives a speech pretty much, like, as you, like, walk down a hallway, very much like Star Wars, like A New Hope, you know, like the Victory March and all that. Totally. And then you get, like, the bill for the, um, for all the destruction that you did at the end of the game with a stamp with with Gray Fox stamp. <laughs> you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, which in the 3DS one, you can actually, like, touch it and, like, stamp it on there. Yeah, that was that was a game. Like I just I remember I would just sit in my mom's basement and just play the shit out of that game. That does remind me and I had a fucking great time. Not that. too far off topic, but I do remember being very impressed and it was like a reward for beating the first Star Fox when you got the little speech from General Pepper at the end. It wasn't really much of a speech. Well, you got it in the in the Super Nintendo one. There was like some there was this some actual voice stuff. Pepper speaking. Congratulations yeah. on a job well done. <laughs> and then Fox says something to the degree. Roger that, Fox out or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he, he yeah they talk to each other, and uh, it always reminds me of because uh, like the voice acting, especially in the Super Nintendo ones, like kind of bad, you know. Especially <laughs> when it's like emergency, emergency. What does it say? Airwing fighters prepare for launch. That's what I always something like that. Yeah, airwing fighters prepare for. Launch.
annual fires. Prepare for launch. It reminds me of, uh, it always reminded me of, well, later it reminded me of House of the Dead, too. Like, do you remember the awful, where it's like, gee, is over there. Like that, oh, like yeah. that same, like, bad voice acting. It right, and that was that. also, yeah, true. was supposed thing. to meet me behind the house. Like, it reminded me of that, that stuff. Right, I know, but I guess. I hear that, yeah. I guess the other mind fucker, I don't know if it was a mind fuck, but when you realize at the end of the game that that was General Pepper speaking at the beginning when you're, when you're leaving the the building at the very beginning of Star Fox. Oh, sure. I thought it was just a the computer. Grid log? Yeah, I just thought it was a computer. <laughs> but that was General Pepper speaking to you the whole time. Dude, whole time. General Pepper looks ancient in Star Fox Assault. I know we're not there yet, but he looks fucking old as shit in that game. Admiral Pepper. Yeah, he's, he's all like wrinkly and gross looking. He looks like he's about to die. I think it's just the breed of dog that he looks is. Like he's about to die <laughs> in the corner. Yeah, because he has like the super wrinkly, like sad, I'm going to die in the corner over here type thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Shoot. General sure. Pepper, but uh, or whatever, whatever he's called. But yeah, this uh, I love that game. There were so many cool levels. Like we had like in the in the in the video, they're like, we got like three new, you know, we got three new vehicles. We got we got the Blue Marine. What are you driving around? Oh, probably some old beat up B fifty two. Is it a B fifty two? You wish the acting is very cheesy and over the top, but it's great. Yeah, I mean, you don't think that they. Uh, I don't think that they tried to use them to personify how they thought Sega and Sony was. No. I think it was just kind of general. I think it was just someone's idea to like. Just like hey, stereotypical just bad guys, them. you know. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, like, meh, you know, sort of Italian, angry, short, bald dude, whatever. I don't know. But the it is big kind of fun. Muscle. It, is a bit, it is kind of fun to try to analyze it and think, well, the big oafish guy is Sega. Maybe that's how Nintendo felt about Sega. And then Sony being like smaller, being less of a presence at that time in history but being more conniving i don't know if that was what they meant but that's sort of what i if i really want to dig into it but really they're all just talking to each other like kids on a playground that's really oh sure pretty yeah. much how like, what do you got yeah actually um when you I, wish <laughs> I said I yeah when i was in high school uh, a friend of mine my friend paul like he had a he had a playstation one i had the 64 and we actually did the trade you know where we traded systems like he gave me his playstation for a little bit and i gave my my 64 and I remember playing Star Fox 64, like, I was showing it to him in his house, and he's like, he's like, wow, this is, like, I've never seen this anything this fast, like, my entire life. Because, like, nothing in PlayStation was really, really moved that way, like, was as, you know, as fast as that. Because a lot of it was slower, like, more loading, and not as much shit on screen. And he was, like, totally blown away by Star Fox 64. He was like, he's like, I've never seen anything like this. This is insane. Great game. He's like, he's like, this is crazy. Like, I've never seen anything this big, and, like, all these explosions and all that. Nintendo so. does. Yeah, <laughs> in this case. What I was gonna say, do you remember? Do you remember the commercial? Do you remember the old commercial? It was a it was a PlayStation commercial where like it was all the different personas of Sega, Nintendo, and Sony getting pulled over by a cop. Do you remember that? I don't. Because like the Nintendo one, he gets pulled over and he cries when he gets pulled over, and the because the cops like, do you know how how fast you were driving? And like the Nintendo guy's crying, he's like, I'm sorry, man. And then they go to the Sega one, and he's like, I don't know, it stops at like whatever. Or no, no, he said the Sega. The Sega one says, "Why don't you? Why don't you tell me you got the gun?" You know, because he's like the angry, mm-hmm. angry Sonic one. And then when it gets to this PlayStation one, they're like, "I don't know that it stops at like two fifty. You know, like he's the super, whatever, the Sony one. So it's like this one's better than everything. It's supposed to be it could drive faster, whatever. You know? And he's probably the one person that's not crying. But that was yeah, that was a similar similar thing. <laughs> whereas like, even though I thought the Sega response and the Sony response were both good, but. 
But yeah, that's kind of. I guess it's kind of a reaction to the '64 promo video, you know. With yeah, them, they like, got yeah. back at Nintendo. With them being like, "Oh, this is the personification." But that's what yeah. everybody was doing, you know, at the time. They yeah. were slinging mud at each other all the time. But they go, yeah, they go get the pizza, and they tri- and they don't forget that you have, um, that you actually have. Uh, where's that? Where's that Mario that you have that was in the video? Oh, let's, let's uh, get him out. Wiener, wiener butt Mario. Uh, front butt Mario. Yeah, he has. He has. He has. He has the concave. He has the concave butt. He has the butt on both sides. This weird Mario uh, that was in the that was in the um, <laughs> the the Mario that was getting tortured in the thing. He was getting his head viced, and he was getting he, electrocuted. Yeah, viced and electrocuted. You actually have the you actually have the doll. Where did this you go? Where did you get it from? But Mario, uh, my dad picked it up for me at a, a garage sale. So this is made by Applause. Yeah. Uh, copyright 1989 in OA, so it must be official Nintendo merchandise of some form. Well, they used it in the commercial, so it's they did. Be, it's got to be pretty. It, or in the promo video, and it was made in China. So it's got to be fairly. It yeah. lets you know that on both of the bottom of the feet. Oh well, that's not no made in Japan. Nope. <laughs> yeah, his body is so weird. Is it? Yeah, the front butt and his face is just like somehow his hat was. Uh, it's yeah, gone somehow, missing. somehow his hat didn't I think make a bird it, stole it. Unfortunately, yeah. in the desert level, lost, lost his hat. But yeah, Mario from the promo video. And uh, yeah, they go, they sneak up on Bob. There's like the test pilot guy that's wearing the Star Fox shirt, like onesie. He has like the that uh, orange Star Fox shirt. And uh, the the two guys they go deliver fake deliver to Bob, a game tester or something, to tell yeah. him like the Rumble Pack and all that shit. Oh right, yeah. they uh, they bring in the, the pizza box and they open it up and they, some kind of gas comes out. Yeah, yeah. They breathe it in and they're fine, but it knocks him out. Oh, well, they already took a pill or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't affect them. But uh, interesting, like the I remember I watched that tape so many times, like because the very end of it, they show you about like twenty seconds of games that haven't come out yet for sixty four. Like Goldeneye was in there, and it actually had like some actual footage because there was some footage in the sixty four one at the end. There was a sixty four promo video also. Okay. There's like some footage of like of like a WCW on there and like Goldeneye and some other shit. But the Goldeneye one, it just showed a, a, a gun moving around. It wasn't an actual video, you know, it wasn't actually anything they moved they used. But this one actually showed like the multiplayer and like and like parts of a level and showed like this demo of Link where he looks like not like he looked at all like for Ocarina of Time stuff. Oh, his face is weird in that video. Well, because he was originally apparently he's originally di- designed like the Zelda two Link. And yeah, they thought he was too ugly. They wanted him to be a little bit handsomer, so they changed his yeah, face. He, was he originally had like that big, like ugly face. Like, <laughs> he did have an ugly face. But yeah, we had like there's that one where he like walks into that room and like grabs a sword or whatever, and there's like one skeleton. It's like made out of like two polygons. It seems oh, like, right. so like super. Well, we watched at the end of that, and there's like a Yoshi's Island also, which didn't happen. Like there's one that. Looks more like Yoshi's Island, it does. which ended up being Yoshi's Story, which like is different. Want to play. But you'd easy, yeah, it looks like it looks like the sequel that we wanted, not like what we actually got. But yeah, there's some interesting, but yeah, tidbits the, at the, the, end there. the frames from Zelda are like it's like two seconds. It's it's very small. Yeah, he like walks into a room and a door closes, and he like reaches for his sword, and there's like a skull, a skeleton, and he's got a weird ass like face, weird. and his face is weird looking. And that's about and that's about <laughs> all. You, that's about all you see. That's the promo video. I do love pretty pretty hilarious game. stuff. I wish they. I mean, they do their Nintendo directs and have their whatever to that. But I kind of miss the cheesiness of those. They should return to that at some point. There's some cheese in those directs. Oh, there's totally cheese in those directs, but not as cheese. I think. But mostly, yeah, mostly it's just poking fun at 
internal employees, I think. Yeah, they make yeah they poke fun of you know and they do the like direct thing and all that you know. They get after I come up. directly to you you know. But uh, yeah, Star Fox sixty four. It's uh, I guess you didn't you didn't play it as much as I did. I played it a lot. Don't get me wrong. I just yeah. didn't play it as a completionist. You know, I would just I could beat it on the easiest path or whatever, and I would I would still put it. You know, I'd still play it when I felt like playing it and try to go through the harder modes and stuff. And I don't know if I got through it on the hardest mode. I know I've beaten it. I didn't really play multiplayer. I don't know why we had multiple controllers, but I think we dog we did a little dog fighting. Wasn't that well this was pre Goldeneye, but I mean I we we played it we got some good use out of it for a while because that was like the only multiplayer thing we had been playing because Mario Kart had already I think we'd already kinda yeah, Bur- got burned out on that one. It was a justification for the four controller ports, you know, because they wanted the GameCube to, or not the GameCube, the uh, N64 to be a party system. So, oh yeah, That's yeah, totally. I mean, I like that where it was all, you know, they put multiplayer and everything, and they pretty much they kind of stuck to that ever since. I mean, Star Fox Assault had had multiplayer, and, and they've even done like multiplayer. And the new one kind of has multiplayer, I think. I know it has co-op. But there's a multiplayer... Is there a dogfight thing in there? I don't even know. Nobody's really talked about it. I'm not sure. I mean, by the time we post this, this might be the game might be out. But there's been some reviews of it that I've seen. But kind of shaky. I don't know. I, I imagine still, still after we're done talking about this when we watch that direct, we'll know more. Oh, sure. About yeah, definitely. The, uh, the multiplayer aspect. There's got to be something. I just don't know if it's a dedicated multiplayer sure. mode. Like it was in 64. Yeah. That'd be great if it was. Yeah, totally. Especially if it had online functionality, which I feel like we would know We would know about this. We would be questioning. I just want to touch on a couple more super cool levels, level designs from Star Fox 64 before we move on to the sequels. Mm-hmm. Like two ones that I'm thinking of right now. Like there was, I mean, there were so many cool ones. There was like, and I like the, every, every level had a different path, pretty much had a different path you can go. But there's, um, there's like the Forever Train, which the level where you're like racing against the train with the tank. Do you remember that level? Yeah. And you had to hit all the switches. There's like 15 switches, and if you hit all the switches, it kill. It ends up killing the boss for you, and then you get and you go a different way. Do you remember that? Because it'll go the wrong way. No, I don't. It'll it basically switches the train track to a different track. Oh, and it and it'll go into this tunnel and explode in this tunnel, because so you don't have to beat it, and it'll take you to a different part. But I thought that was really cool, like the way the way that worked. There's a there was like a there was like a magma planet where like you couldn't where you had to stay like far away from the lava while you're flying in there so you have to stay in the top part of the screen I thought that was really cool where you fight that big lava beast volcano I do I remember is what that it's called like that was a really interesting it's one there was the challenge. there was the water one also where you sh- where you where you fought that boat that had like no blinking red thing to shoot like you had to like it, it was very complicated how to play how to defeat that one you remember the boat that had like the it shot like the it had the spiked ball with the chain that shot at you, and it had like two cannons that would shoot balls out. And when you destroy the balls, they turn into bombs because you needed bombs to destroy the whole thing. Uh-huh. You would shoot like a side of it, and the side would fall in the water. And then there was a crane that would go to pick up the side, and then you had to destroy the crane like while it was picking up the so side. The crane, could and eventually you destroy the crane, and then you destroy the rest of it. Which is really creative, like lots of really creative levels in there. And they had like the Independence Day level. Remember <laughs> that with the. With the sore, they're called like the Saurons or something like that, or or Sarasis. I don't know. There's these like saucers 
that come in and they like park above these like pyramid looking things and they destroy them like pretty much it was after Independence Day so it was totally stolen from that like first thing I thought was <laughs> boom Independence Day thanks ID4 for the that level yeah <laughs> and we're getting a new Star Fox and a new Independence Day movie so it's the best year yay <laughs> but yeah it's such, a, it's such a fun game like it was totally like probably one of my favorite 64 games of all time like Star Fox 64 was I think I felt like it was a perfect game I thought like they did everything right like it was there's nothing I thought was really done wrong about it that it's perfect length, like great, great challenges, like great characters, great voice acting, like great story, like beautiful graphics, like and it's fun. I thought I would have given it a ten. It was, doesn't really was, like and it's a lot of fun. You yeah. off too much. Uh, I don't. Well, unless you try to go for the medals on certain yeah, levels, I can really I'm piss not you super off, fond of the levels where you're like protecting the bases and stuff like that. Those levels, yeah, get on my nerves. The missile levels, and I just yeah. want to skip them. Sure, but you can't. You can yeah. play them. Well, you can play. Them. You can play a different route and not do it, but. That's probably, you know, whenever I do play that game, that's about as far as I get before I'm like, oh, I'm going to take a break now. Yeah. I always um, felt, Sometimes I don't go past that point. Yeah, I always felt like it was more it was more annoying to do the, uh, just trying to get the kill count was more annoying than actually, like, the hardness of protecting the whatever. Now, Star Fox 64 is not on the Wii U Virtual Console. It is not yet. Yeah, not in this country. In other countries it is, but not in our country. Because that's a game that could benefit from save states in the sense that... Yeah, totally. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because then you, you could, like... little moments and levels. Yeah. Well, in the new... In the in the 64 3DS one, you can, like, go back to the level that you did. Like, if you don't do it right, you could you could you can, like, lose a life and start the level over again and then try for that medal. So that really helps. Oh, okay. It just gives you that option, but you do lose it. It gives you the option life. to do it, yeah. And you can also, like, choose different ways that you're going. You can go a different way. Like, if, I think you could do that in the 64 one also. Like, if you finish the expert way, but you want to go to the easy way, you can choose to go to the easy way instead, even though you found the other way. Does this one, does uh, the new Star Fox, Star Fox Zero, does it have, like, a life system still? Do you have a certain amount of lives where you fail? I think so. And continue I, I don't know. And all that I, stuff. I think so, yeah. Because that's another thing about that game that was pretty arcadey. Oh, the lives. Yeah, like if it were in an arcade, you would just put more quarters in. Sure, you would, and that would instantly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess you don't have. I guess you don't have that side of it. You know, because you can't actually die. But well, let's. Uh, you want to? You want to take a take a quick break and uh, move on to the sequels of Star Fox? Yeah. Let's do this. All right. that he created. <laughs> Dylan Cuthbert. Angry. Uh, Dylan okay. Cuthbert, making Star Fox 2 while the other guy's slacking off, making Stun Race FX. Yeah. So yeah, Star Fox sequels from Star Fox 64. Sequels. What, what do we have? What we had from there? We basically had Star Fox Adventures, Dinosaur Planet. 
And that was the next one in sequence. That came out in 2000... That was like a beginning GameCube game. Did it come out in 2001? I don't know. Uh, no. 2002. I don't... Yeah, I don't remember. It was early, though. It was early in the, the life. Wind Waker came out in 2003. I think it came out the year before. It was before Wind Waker. For sure. And I also remember because I was working at the camp when Star Fox Adventures came out and I had my... Was it? Cause basically, I'm, I just had I remember playing one it room at, that I lived in. I remember playing it at Ivan's house in Lincoln. Star Fox, like when we first got it. Yeah, we all, probably we went and visited Ivan. Oh, maybe. But it was I definitely worked at the camp when that game came out because I, I remember sitting and playing it for hours just in my room. I had my I had a really nice setup where my CRT was sitting on my dresser facing a chair. It was a really comfortable chair. <laughs> I just sat in this really nice, comfortable chair. Yeah, it was hours, a nice like solo solo game area, right? It yeah. was. It was great. Totally. I had no reason to... No one ever sat in my room with me and watched TV, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to be sad or anything, but it was lonely. <laughs> Thank God I had Star Fox. What, was that at the camp? Yeah, it was at the Because I remember when... Uh, a completely separate jacket, but uh, Eternal Darkness, when that came out, you said that you had seen like some some bugs there because it was like at a camp. Yeah. So when the bugs started crawling across the screen, it was like extra scary. I thought it was for real. you because you thought it was real. Because I had seen these. Yeah. There's those really. I let, This was in like a rural Indiana, and uh, there's big column wood roaches. They're just big roaches. I, that's probably what they're actually called. But they live in right the trees. In, they're not yeah. like the standard house cockroaches. They're these huge ones that no. can fly. And they uh, they were they would show up in the cabins I lived in. Frequently, Yikes. so when it started walking across the screen, that game freaked me out. Yeah, I understand. I did get up, and run away from the TV. I think. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what you did. <laughs> and you're like, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. <laughs> and then I appeared in the chair again. And it was fine. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the subject of tangent, our eternal darkness tangent. Um, yeah, so you remember Star Fox Adventures? Like the big was originally a '64 game called Dinosaur Planet that the, that Rare was developing. I remember looking at screenshots of that, and I think seeing some videos probably on IGN. And uh, Nintendo thought that what works most for them would work for Rare, and that was kind of like the nail in the coffin for the company, right? It was. I mean, I, I don't know what the details were about because they got bought from micro, by, by Microsoft. Like after that, was that like the end of their contract, their last game? I don't, I don't think know. I guess, so. I guess I should have looked into that, but... But, um... You know. Well, I guess, maybe... I mean, it was... I. It's gotta be the last big release, you know? You're right. And it was early enough in the GameCube's life cycle that... Even though there might have been... Well, there were those Game, Game Boy Advance Donkey Kong Country's re-releases. Yeah. That they did after that. But I think they were already owned by Microsoft by then. Or were they? I don't know. Rare's kind of like... You know, they kind of disappeared after that because they didn't really do... I mean, it's like Perfect Dark Zero, right? Yeah, I think that came out in, like, 2005. I thought it was earlier than that. I don't know. I don't remember. But, um, but yeah, Star Fox, yeah, Dinosaur Planet, uh, Miyamoto thought... Because, you know, well, I mean, we all... I'm sure you guys know the way that Nintendo develops things is they think of an idea for a game, and then they try to figure out, like, which of their characters it fits. Which I always thought was a cool thing. Instead of being like, what are we doing with Mario now? They'll be like, uh, I want to do some of the jet, with a water jetpack thing. 
Oh, maybe more, you know, and they do the water thing, and they're like, oh, we'll put it on Mario. We'll sell it with this. But they always try to figure out a way. And, like, the Dinosaur Planet thing, uh, I guess Miyamoto, there's a quote where he was like, oh, that guy kind of looks like Star Fox. And then it ended up getting turned into a Star Fox game, which was completely bizarre because it was, like, so not like Star Fox. It's like this almost Zelda-type adventure game. With with little tiny with little tiny flight parts. Well, there was there were dungeons, you know, and you had like a staff that you hit people with, and he didn't really use his he didn't really use his blaster at all. No, he had like staff powers, right? He had staff powers, but there was like you know yeah there were like dungeons and there were hearts and you got more you know like it felt very Zelda like. I remember there were some really bad fetch quests in there. Terrible. I remember there was like one in particular that was like this small jump. Where you need to get these all these gears just to ex- extend this bridge that is just as big as as you're jumping, but you can't jump it. Like dumb stuff like that. You now know? I can't remember. Do you manually jump in that, or is that an auto jump? I think it's an auto jump thing. Okay. Yeah, you know, one thing I do remember that was cool about this game was the the loading, the fur. No, the graphics, the fur. What was it? Did it take forever to load? No, I liked actually was actually liked the loading because remember. It would like load while you were walking down a hallway, so like the loading right. was completely was completely hidden, which I thought was cool. Yeah, that's right. But the fur I was talking about, like the fur on the, the everything. Just oh no! It could, yeah, furry. it looked it looked great. Like the, the dinosaurs had scales. Like everybody was furry. Like <laughs> uh, Soria, which they did a level of that at Star Fox Assault and made it look tiny. But when, when it you know when it actually it was like a big world and all that, and it was you know it was, it was pretty much exactly what I wanted at the time was like. Yeah, Zelda style game. There's no Zelda game out. Like it was like full like third person RPG elements adventure game thing. You know, and it was exactly what I wanted from the GameCube. So I bought it. It's just you know, don't think it's aged really well. A lot of a lot of hate for it on the internet. Really, there is, and like I think it was one of those cases where you know there wasn't a whole lot else to play at the time, and we had these shiny GameCubes just sitting there. So why not Star Fox Adventure? Yeah, I don't remember what else came out around Star Fox time, but. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, I think it was. It was. It was pretty close to launch, so I think there wasn't a whole lot of things to play. I mean, Sunshine definitely wasn't out. I don't think. Is that the year that Animal Crossing came out? No, I think Animal Crossing was post. Was post uh, Star Fox. Yeah, Dinosaur Planet. (laughs) Star Fox Fox Adventures. Yeah. What a crazy! What a crazy game. Yeah. The who was the? What was it like? Hookbill or Thorn Face or whatever? Who was the? Main dude, do you remember? Prince Tricky. Well, Prince Tricky, yeah. <laughs> you like to play games. Yeah, just a strange British game. We don't need to, I mean, we need to stay on this one that long. Because I haven't, I've been playing through Assault and Command, but I did not, I do still have Adventures, but I did not poke in Adventures. Maybe I'll try to give it another run through. I think that I'm going to. See, see like how, because I guess, I mean, what it's kind of known for is there's like this end part where you have to do this test your might type thing. And there's, like, no checkpoints in it. And, like, if you die there... And there's, like, a boss fight in it also. And it's incredibly annoying and you can't figure out how to do it and you have to start way far back. That's the final boss. I've heard about people, like, breaking games over that. Like, breaking discs (laughs) over that part because of how frustrating (laughs) it is. Man, I got through it. I beat it. I don't know how. I I beat it, too. I don't remember being PO'd I beat it, too, but I remember, like, people, like... I've seen videos of people, like, destroying their games, like, over it. (laughs) Yeah. Because they had apparently had a really hard part at the end. But yeah, I thought it was you know I thought it was fun at the time. Like after I beat it, like I you beat it with like ninety nine percent. There's not really anything to come back and do, except for maybe like one little doodad or whatever. But yeah, I remember there was I remember there was like bombs and like magic spells with your 
with your staff. And I guess kind of the beginning of the end, it was the, um, you know, introduction of Crystal, which I don't know what you want to say about her, but a lot of people... She's kind of hot. It was for, the, like the, the furry boob thing is really strange. <laughs> yeah. Like that would always kind of freak me out. I know, man. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like candy cone. She's you know, the same sort of like yeah, the uh, weird furry boob thing. Candy Valley. Yeah, where she's like, you know, <laughs> she's got like, she's, she's, you know, they have like eye makeup on her eyes. She's supposed to look pretty, but she's still like a, she's still like some sort of whatever furry beast That's thing with hairy boobs. That is a dog. Yeah, it's, it's just really weird to sexualize like animals <laughs> like that, but. Hey, whatever. Hey, you know, rare was going on, you know, furry boobs. I mean, come on, you got to see what Star Fox sees in her way. He's attractive. <laughs> and I just remember it's every time movies. she, every every time she showed up on the game, it was like bah, bah, bah. it like played like all this like sexy sexy type music. Bah, 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 bah. It was all like bah, bah, bah. <laughs> whenever she showed up, it's it pretty hilarious. Yeah, she came in. I guess that became his main squeeze. Like she stuck around through assault and command. Even though I kind of like, like, she, like, took off on him in, in command. Or that was part of the story, was that she was, would, she was running with Star Wolf. Man, we didn't even mention Star Wolf and Star Fox 64. We didn't. Those guys were so cool. But Star they, Wolf, we but did they mention were in, they came from But Star they were Fox in Star Fox, too, too. yeah. We actually did not mention them at all. From earlier, yeah, Star Wolf was, so in, was in Star Fox 2 as well. Was it Leon, Pigma, uh, Star Wolf... Who was the other guy? Oh, Andrew. Andrew Oikani. The nephew of Andros. Oh, okay. Of course. But, um... But Star Wolf yeah. wasn't completely bad, right? Weren't, didn't they, like... Weren't they on your side at one point? Oh, uh, they help you out in Assault. That's right. They help you They help you defeat the Apparatus I thought there assault. was a level in uh, 64 where they help you out. Yeah. It's like a space level. No, I think you still fight him, fight him every time on that. Oh. But what I liked about 64... Back to 64 again... What I thought was really cool about the Star Wolf is like the first time you beat them, they come back with better with better chips the second time. So they actually like make better because like you can the first time you play them, you can target them and shoot the shoot the target thing at them, the charge shot. Second time they come back with shields for that, so it doesn't work. It doesn't work on that. Target blocking shields. Yeah, they target blocking shields. So you have to actually shoot them like with your lasers because if you try to shoot them with the charge shot, it won't hurt them, which I thought was really cool. They actually adapted to the way you fought them. And they could do, like, the flips and the turnarounds and all that as well. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, Star Fox Adventure, we could do, we could do like, a whole episode on that one sometime. Like, maybe do, like, a book club thing where we both, like, play through it and then, and then talk about it. But I just want to touch on it briefly. Just, just, like, such a weird how it just became, like, the end of the relationship of Rare and Nintendo, pretty much. And just this strange... Star Fox thing, like, like I guess everything was kind of rocky after '64. It's like, where do we go from here? You get this Star Fox game, which some people, you know, kind of hated because it wasn't the traditional Star Fox game, and also people people kind of liked it because of the adventure aspect. I don't know. I think it was a good enough game. That's at the time, yeah. yeah, it was it good was, enough at the time. I guess I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it for the most part. It had some fun parts. It looked really nice. Mm-hmm. It was very, you know, it did push the hardware of the GameCube early on. I think totally, and still managed to do so pretty in a pretty polished way. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of graphical glitches and stuff like that, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. So it was, you know, it'd been in development for so long. I'm sure that's a huge reason why it came out so well polished, but. Some of that stuff was almost game breaking, like you said. The 
especially the the final boss, like to add that the cheapness to the final battle of not you know being able to continue. Kind of like QTEs, right? Isn't that sort of what they were? Oh, quick time events. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think they had some of those in there. Also, yeah, yeah, it's probably kind of the beginning of that, I guess. So yeah, QTE to determine whether or not you can beat the game at the end is kind of pain in the ass, and it's been done in other games, but but done better. Well, I guess I mean better. Resident Evil Four kind of Resident Evil Four, it, I think, had some frustrating parts still with that. But. Yeah, but it was interesting. It was interesting. I don't know. It was fun for the time. Maybe I'll return to it, but. I'd like to. I think I will. Let's blast forward to the next one. Blast off with the speed of light. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Prepare for launch. Yeah. So a couple of year, a few years down the road. I don't know. I don't remember how many years it exactly. I, it must have been like 2005 or past 2005. I think. But Star Fox Assault, our official Star Fox, quote unquote, for sequel. The- for the GameCube. For the GameCube, which was like what we all kind of wanted, but not really what we wanted. And what the hell, man? Two games, two Star Fox games on one system? Yeah, that's, that's well, <laughs> that's unheard of. There were two two for Super Nintendo, but one of them didn't come out. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, two actually coming out. Yeah, Namco developing it. I mean, that was an interesting, you know, they, they developed it for them. And for some reason thought it would be a really great idea to make it like mostly third-person shooter. Yeah. Which is a real strange idea. I was trying to figure out, like, because I was, I've been trying to play through that game, like, in the past few days, and it's, ooh, it's it's a hard one. It's a hard one to get through. Like, I, I've played through it before. <laughs> I don't have the patience that I did before to play it, but man, it's, it's a, not a pretty game. It's a rough one. It's you know, I think I think it looks okay. Things move weird. The animations are weird. I yeah, I, I think it's okay. One thing, first thing that caught, that like got me angry was the voices are different. Like the, like I said before, voices are different right off the bat. Some Namco voices. It's like Pac-Man's voice talking. <laughs> no, it's just you can tell. Like <laughs> you can tell that Fox isn't Fox, and like Falco isn't Falco. Slippy sounds different. Like they all sound like different people. General Pepper looks ancient. Like I said before, he looks like this super super wrinkly dog, like that's about to like sit in a corner and die. <laughs> uh, Peppy's like not on the team anymore. He's like too old now. Uh, so it's Crystal is like your new fourth one. It's like she's part of the team. So it's Crystal, Falco, and Slippy. Because Falco and Slippy don't rage for whatever reason. But uh, like no map. Like there's no map. Like where it shows the planets and all that. They completely got rid of that. That was annoying. No overworld. Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. Where it shows like where you pick the path and yeah. it's like you're going here. And then there were more levels and it was like a little bit longer than the other one. But no alternate paths. Like that, really, you know, like where you can go to a different, like no secret levels as far as I know, you know. And I played, and I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of reason to return to it also, like after you pay, play through it one time. You can go back and try to metal stuff, but you don't really unlock anything for doing it, you know. The only thing you can unlock is, is Xevious. It's an old Namco game, okay. which I unlocked. And is it the arcade version? Yeah, it's the arcade version cool. of it. And you could play that. That's so nice. And that's about it. It'd be nice if you could... I remember unlo- I unlocked that Star game. Fox. I unlocked that game. That was all I really got on that game, though. But, man, like, yeah, not a whole lot. Like, the, the flying stuff is really cool. Like, the actual flying parts of it are, are is cool and looks nice. Like, that first level's really, really awesome. Like, the one with, like, Cornelia, or not. It's a, it's a level that they actually return to in Star Fox Zero. There's actually kind of a remake of one of the levels from that. But, yeah, you go to, like, a couple different locations. It's all, like... On rails, like all on rails stuff looked really nice. Like the new R wings, I think looked good. I mean, they kind of had a weird design to them, but I thought everything looked good on that. But 
felt like the Landmaster controls controlled like ass. Like, I had the hardest time controlling the, line, the Landmaster. No, that was not fun to drive. And it also... Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of... Sorry, I'm thinking of the 64 version. Because even though I didn't like the Landmaster... Oh, it worked a little bit either. better on that, though. Like, this... At least that one, like, kind of propelled itself, and you just walked from one side to another. But this one, you actually had to, like, control it like a shooter. You know, where, like, you go forward, oh, okay. and then you turn with the C-stick and aim with the C-stick. So you weren't on rails? No, you weren't at all. And I kind of didn't like using that thing at all. You can't you can't fly sideways anymore. Like, you can't do, like, the tilt thing on that. But that's one of the most important parts. Yeah, which you can't do that in... You can't do that in, um... A command, either. But, uh, yeah, I was trying to figure out, like, what they were going... What they were trying to go for here. Like, was it... Were they trying to, like, get some of the people who like Dinosaur Planet by making it kind of like that game, but also more like Star Fox? I don't know. I don't understand all the third-person stuff. Maybe the people that developed the game were just like, holy shit, Dinosaur Planet was fun, but you know what it needed? Real guns, not not a staff. Yeah. Let's just do it ourselves. Well, it kind of almost has, like, this sort of, like... It almost reminds me of, like, um, Rogue Squadron, you know, where you can, like, change vehicles... You know, where you can, like, where you, like, land, and then you get in a snow speeder and go oh, to a different right. part, and then you, like, and then you land that and get an X-Wing and go into space. It kind of reminds me, like, it was kind of trying to do that, I guess, because, like, Rogue Leader had, like, kind of set the standard for those, that type of thing at the, at the top of the system, you know, when it first came out. So maybe it was trying to do that, kind of like a GTA-type thing, you know, where you can walk around in, like, a smaller hub world and jump in, you know, you basically jump in a ship and then you fly around then you can land and then go do stuff a new person and then come back. That's kind of what they're trying to go for, I think, but I don't feel like it really worked right. That's just like your car. You just like use it when you yeah. need to and then you get out and do other stuff and get sure. back in your car. Yeah, they have a they have a dinosaur planet level in there, which I mentioned earlier, which is like super tiny, but it has like all the temples that you go to in that entire game. Are you but, allowed to shoot Prince Tricky? But they're like a fifth of the Prince Tricky isn't in there, but he Dang. shows up. He shows up after you beat the level. Oh, okay. And he talks about like you having sex with Crystal and all that. Like he just said some weird. He said some weird like sexual stuff about. Does he ask? If you like you guys been doing stuff, man. You know. Are you, are you guys into furry? <laughs> Slippy's dad is in it. Beltino. Whatever that means. So he's the brother of Grippy, I guess. Beltino. Beltino and Grippy. All I can think is maybe like, sort of like a Belch. Beltino. And I don't. I didn't get to finish the game. I was trying to finish it before we did this. I guess. I guess uh, Pe- Peppy. Like, there's a part where you think he dies, and then I think he comes back later in the game. On Star Fox Assault. But yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I don't know. It was like maybe a solid like six point five or something. <laughs> it's really? kind of fun, but. I don't know. Now, would you say, fun. like, the spa- are the space levels fun? The space levels are fun, but there's not very many of them. There's only, like, three, and I think there's, like, ten levels. Wow. So that's not even, like, half. That's what Star Fox is supposed to be about. Yeah, so it was too much. I feel like it was way, like I said, way too much third-person stuff, way too much on-foot missions. And there were parts where you were, like, standing on a wing shooting stuff. It kind of felt like a light gun game, like really a light gun game on that part, on the part where you're standing on the wing shooting something. Oh, right, because... Because, I, because you basically spend most of the time shooting stuff that they throw at you. you know, Do you like have shooting robot missiles legs out of in this rope. game? You actually don't have robot legs in this no game, no, I noticed that. The robot legs are gone, the cyborg legs. I mean, he's just wearing, like, pants. He's just wearing, like, Maybe green they, He's just wearing, like, green pants in this. Uh, yeah, just biotechnology advanced enough between games that they can give them real... You know, they're still fake legs, so they look like real legs. Oh, sure, yeah. They don't have to look like scary, nightmarish. Yeah. 
spindly metal legs. But the uh, the the checkpoints were pretty rough in this game. Like uh, I was trying to play, like I said, I was trying to play through the whole game before we recorded this. I made it through like I think I gave up on the ninth level because it was all like on foot. You have to destroy like six of these bug things. These aperoids is what they're called. Because uh, Andrew Oikani, like Andros's nephew, like he he you make him it makes him look like the bad guy, and he gets killed in the first level. And then Pigma's the bad guy for a while. Turns out he's possessed by uh, aperoids. He ends up turning into that Gorgon boss from uh, from Star Fox sixty four, which is basically the circle with the two with the arm with the metal arms that come out okay. and shoots a beam out of it. He basically turns into that, except the beam is his face. You destroy him, but um, but yeah, this level you have to destroy like. There's like with targets and they're on a map and you gotta find the targets. It's destroy like these six targets and it takes you maybe like 30 minutes to destroy like three of them. And if you die, you gotta start at the beginning again. It was just like so awful that I like yelled, I like, I yelled fuck you really loud and like turned off the game and just didn't return to it. <laughs> fuck you developers. I was like, fuck you. Because I was like just so angry with it. But yeah, that game. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't age that well. But, um, one game that I think is, has aged very well is uh, Star Fox Command. Which um, Dylan Cuthbert developed that one. Which I guess, what was all the stuff from Star Fox Two that they used in that? Like there was a lot of it. Like you, you, you were the one who told me that there was used in there, and I had no idea. And then I put the two and two together, seeing that uh, Q Games, which was his new developer, ended up doing that. Well, it's the so it's the overworld map, like right the map with uh, it's got a quasi real time system. Right, yeah, where things are sort of moving, and you have to protect different things. So in Star Fox Two, I think you were just it actually, lo- actually looked a lot like Star Fox Two. Yeah, because Star Fox Two, you're protecting Corneria, which had its in own this, life meter. In this, you're protecting Great Great Fox, Great Fox, which doesn't have a life meter, but if anything gets to it, it's dead. That's basically and how, you need that, basically how this works. Everything's deployed out of that ship. Yeah. wherever you are. So every level has you protecting Great Fox to a point, and it just makes it's just you drawing pathways. Into the oncoming enemies and missiles that are going towards it, and inter- intercepting them before yeah. they get to yeah, which is also which was used in Star Fox Two from what I've seen, like yeah. same sort of thing where you just go and defeat the missiles. Yeah, they called them uh, IPBMs, interplanetary ballistic missiles. Oh yeah, and so they were like uh, inter- whatever intercontinental or whatever. yeah, like intercontinental but interplanetary. Yeah, uh, but yeah, in Star Fox Two, you were also trying to intercept those, and if you were fighting a battle. And you saw that Cordelia was about to get hit, or somehow it would let you know. You could leave the battle and go take care of that business. Oh, it took it took place in the battle, or you could leave the. I didn't know that. Yeah, like it's it was actually still. Too. I don't know if you still kind of. No command, like everything, just takes place like while you're playing. There's nothing that happens like outside of the battle. Oh, okay. Doing. It was a lot. Of, they had a lot of ambition for Star Fox Two. Yeah, there were six playable characters in that one. Well, Command has a lot. I don't know how many playable characters are in Command, but but Slippy, like, but you can play as each different character, and everyone has a different ship, and they all operate differently, which I thought was really cool. Like Falco can like target like multiple stuff at once, and Fox has like double shot. Slippy has like the the photon balls from uh, the Super Nintendo one all the time. It's his double shot, which is really cool. They, I guess what some people had beef with it for was a. Uh, was that it had um, that it was all touchscreen controlled off the uh, off the off the controller, which I guess people didn't like that that much. But I th- but I didn't mind it. You know, you touchscreen, all the buttons were shoot, 
So you just move, you just move with the stylus, hit the shoot buttons. The like, you like do. There's like different things you do. You like tap the top of the screen twice to like, uh, to like, you know, go faster. Tap the bottom of the screen twice to slow down. Like, there's a couple buttons you can hit. There's like a somersault button and like a 180 button. But you're not around. actually controlling the ship and how it's moving. No, you are. Okay. You're controlling with the touchscreen. It's it's but, all it's all open world, or it's all. Like, but you're not using control pad to like dive and rise and weave to the left and the right and all that. You're, it's all touchscreen. You're using the touchscreen to do okay. that, yeah. You're basically moving moving your moving the stylus back and forth for for a to turn and and if you like do like a squiggle back and forth, it'll do like a spin. It'll do like the barrel roll. Oh, okay. It's like and and then you also have a barrel do roll. Do a barrel roll. You have a bar- barrel roll meter. Where you where different where different people can barrel roll for longer, so you do that can that def, can deflect stuff and it counts towards your time. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. There's like twelve different endings. They uh, finally they I thought it was cool because they tied Star Fox into it because like one of the endings is uh, Falco and Falco and Fox go, going off to become Star Fox or going off to become F Zero racers, which I thought was cool. Because all it, a lot of it, and there's choices. Like every time you go through, you can de- decide to go one way or another, and you'll unlock different different like scenarios and pathways. This seemed like really cool. Like it was like felt like the right sequel for Star Fox. Was there a perpetual story going on while you were playing it, like cutscenes and stuff? Yeah. Well, there's like a main character. There's this giant fish guy called Anglar, who's like the main bad guy. Okay. And you eventually have to feed. You have to fight Anglar in some sort of way eventually. But but on the way that like how you gather people together to fight Anglar is up to you. You know, it'll be like, what should we do? Should we go find Slippy? Should we go find Falco? Should we go find Crystal? Or should we not find Crystal at all? Like they give you that that those choices. Okay. Where it's like, where do you where do you want to go? Like, where do you want to go first? Who do you want to look up? And it changes depending on that. Like you go find Slippy. Slippy's married now to Amanda, who has another has has another like ship. He flies her well. She a fox? No, well, she's. A, She's a frog. Oh, no, fuck, sorry, I meant a frog. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a frog as well. He's he's married now, and um, Slippy, you dog. And you have to like, you might have to go save her, or you might have to go do a different thing, or but you can decide like whether you go out, go find her or whether you go find somebody else. So they have all these cool like different pathways you can go, and that's how you got the twelve different endings. And there's ones, and I guess Crystal has left you. She's hanging with Star Wolf now. Crystal, you can decide to go after her or not go after her. And once you decide, there's like a, you know, there's different endings. There's one where she still leaves you. There's one where she stays with you. There's like great endings, like mediocre endings, like bad endings, whatever. But yeah, I thought it was really fun, like super replayable, like had a lot of fun with it, like played it for a long time. I didn't mind the, I didn't, and I like, I like you can play it, it's on Virtual Console, you can play it on the Wii U, on DS, Wii U, or the DS version. dollars. What? It's $10. Yeah. And you can actually play it on the controller sideways, you know, where you can where you can see both screens and just control the bottom one. So it's a good like portable thing to do, I think. Well, portable, you know, with within the house. within the reach of the Wii U controller. But yeah, I totally totally dug that game, and I had no idea that it had so much depth. Like with it being pretty much a re-release of Star Fox Two in a way, I guess, minus the Chicken Walker and all that. New Chicken Walker? Yeah. Well, there's no land stuff. It's all it's also all flight. I think we're getting which, which was walker, which was a good idea. Which which was a good idea to a good way to go. You know, for all that. flight. Yeah, instead of like, well, it was basically like a good response to assault. You know, it's, it's like 
This time, all space battles. No, well, it's all it's all like free range mode or whatever you want to call it. But it's, it's like that. No, it's all touch controls. Yeah, some people don't like that, but I thought it controlled fine. I don't know. I, you should get it. You should check it out. And if you play through it, maybe we can do a, a return to it and talk talk more about it. We should. We can do a return to yeah. We'll do Star we Fox. do a return to Star Fox stuff. Maybe do some more uh, Star Fox adventure and. Uh, other things like Maybe that. Maybe we'll play through uh, Star Fox 2 as much as we can also and do something about that. We could have all sure. kinds of fun with yeah. this. But yeah, I think I think we're, you know, I think we're about good to put a pin in it, right? For uh, for this Star Fox stuff. I feel like we've been talking for like 2 hours or something like that. Yeah, we can put a pin in it and right. uh, we're going to watch this presentation which yeah. we haven't seen yet. Yeah, we might come back and talk about that for sure. But for sure or maybe, but for sure next week we're going to do our uh, impressions of Star Fox 0. You know, give our own like sort of review and whatnot on that, because we'll both be getting it over this weekend at some point. So yep. we'll get to, get to play it for a few year, a few days, and hopefully it's better. I mean, this seems like super polarized on the uh, on the views of this from what I've seen online. So I'm still hopeful, but we'll see. At least we got at least we got Star Fox Guard, right? That that seems to be generally good from all around, but. Yeah, we'll uh, you know catch us next week. We've been your hosts, myself Trey Johnson, and hey, what's up? It's Jeremy Mikowski. All right, and we will see you. We'll see you in the skis. I mean, the skies. See ya. Good luck.